I'm Brandon Bartnick, and this is the Future of Mobility Podcast. We're at an exciting time in the mobility sector with new technology causing us to continually question the way we move both goods and people. My job is to talk to the people leading this revolution and to highlight the challenges and opportunities we face as we develop and implement safe, sustainable, and equitable mobility solutions. This podcast is brought to you by FEV. Check us out on LinkedIn or learn more at FEV.com. If you've listened to the podcast much, you recognize that one of the recurring questions I asked my guests is what is either a favorite book or books of theirs or what it, what is something that's had a particular impact on them in their life? And this is uh, one of my favorite questions and it tends to lead to some of the most interesting discussions, I think, in the in the interview. So with that being said, I'd, I'd like to actually turn this so there's no, no additional guests this week. It'll just be me talking and I w- want to share some thoughts on a few books um, in my own life that have been favorites and that have uh, particularly impacted me. To get us started, the first book I want to talk about is Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. So it's a know, two, 2000 or so year old book written and not really meant for public perception or consumption, more of a personal diary by Marcus Aurelius. Um, but it's it's been fascinating since I, I found and there's others that I'd recommend in a similar, similar vein. So this comes from the kind of stoic philosophy realm. Um, if you want, if you enjoy or have already read Marcus Aurelius I, uh, Epictetus also fascinating his, his discourses I think also one of my favorite books and then also Seneca um, letters to Lucilius or, or Lucilius are uh, also I think really interesting and, and practical philosophical um, advice along with that Ryan Holiday's trilogy is kind of a more um, so Ryan's a, a current day author and he writes and is able to make a lot of these uh, concepts or these ancient concepts applicable to the uh, the current situation that we're in. So he has a trilogy of uh, books, Obstacles the Way, Ego is the Enemy, and uh, Stillness is the Key, which are all I, I highly recommend. But going back to Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, the I think as a practical philosophy for anyone I guess really anyone. For for me in particular, with a sports background, it was um, it's fascinating, and this this it's not a not a coincidence that this uh, Stoic philosophy has been going through professional sports. You you'll see a lot of um, NFL coaches, for example, um, have had had made this part of their studying for their teams over the last few years. And so for sports, as I mentioned, it's it's incredibly practical philosophy, but then also translating that to, to business and even everyday life that the core tenet of this philosophy or at least what I get out of the philosophy is the idea that we do not control what happens to us but we control how we respond and then for, from there there's a, a ton of uh, fascinating kind of offshoots and ways to try to put that into practical philosophy which which or practical execution which in itself is, is certainly not simple and it's a uh, a journey but like I said if if uh I think I was exposed to the book I don't know, five years ago or so for the first time, and it had a had a big impact. And then uh, from there, it's it's been a kind of a a recurring something I pick up uh, every couple of weeks and, and read a few pages. So if you haven't already, I highly recommend again Meditations by Marcus Aurelius as a uh, fascinating book. So the second book I want to talk about is called So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport. And like the first one, there's uh, I think many. Many places you could go from there. Um, Cal Newport has written uh, a lot um, 
that that I highly recommend. But th- this one in particular, so good they can't ignore you, is a I, I caught it I think at the right time. So it was uh, just after getting out of college, I, I believe. And the the key takeaway that at least I I took from the book, is, and maybe there's others, but what I took is he he writes a lot about kind of career and um, a, an approach to career, how how you can map out um, what you're doing in your career to, ha- to have the biggest impact or success or how, however you want to define that. And the underlying principle that I got from this book is the idea that basically what the, the best technique is to, or the best strategy is to go figure out what skills you need to acquire, to, or I guess figure out what you're good at right now. And then also what skills you need to acquire to do what you want to do and go, go and begin generating those skills essentially. Um, and, and he calls, he has a term that he coined, um, career capital, which I think is, is a useful way to think of this. So for example, someone who wants to get into sales could think of what, what do you need to become a, a good salesman? For example, c- communication obviously is, is right up front there. So this is something that I took to heart. I, I saw, um, sales in the business side or, or some understanding of business as something that I was planning to do in my career after getting a mechanical engineering degree. And at the same time, I was not a uh, particularly skilled communicator, uh, especially in college. I mean, it, it's a it's a journey, so I'm, I'm sure I still have work to do now, but I, I think I've come a long way in the last few years. Um, but, but from that, so I, I, I had identified that there was a skill that I needed to acquire and was lacking. And so I then went about taking paths to... Uh, to kind of close the gap there and, and generate the skill. So back in college, I, I joined a Toastmasters group, um, got used to public speaking and presentations with a, bu- with a bunch of people I didn't know, which had a huge impact. Um, did a ton of reading on, you know, Dale Carnegie or, or different um, people on communication skills or, or um, kind of nonverbal communication, um, writing and reading of skilled writers for com- clear communicating. And then I started a blog that I ran for four years and had five on, over 500 posts as a, a way to kind of clarify my own writing. And now actually this podcast is a, a further uh, represent representation of this idea where um, kind of the, the speaking domain is a place. Likewise, I'm in, the, I'm in the sales, business development, marketing space right now, and you need to be a good uh, verbal communicator to be able to have an impact there and, and to have success. And so that actually, in, in some ways, this podcast is the, the further manifestation of this idea of trying to build that uh, that career capital, and then from there, the the thought process from Cal's book again, so good you they can't ignore you, is once you're able to, it, I guess basically it's, it's very different coming into a, a situation saying, hey, pick me because I want to do something and I'm passionate about it, versus pick me because I've already done these things, I have the skills you need to have to have success, and I can kind of go make things happen on my own. So. Overall, I highly recommend the book, and, and like I said, the, the, uh, several things that he. I think Deep Work is another one that's um, fascinating from from Cal Newport plus his his blog and such. The third book I want to talk about is Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. Again, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. Um, this is I'd call it kind of a, a pop psychology book to some extent, but it's it's really about human behavior and it, it's the combination of yeah, human behavior, um, some psychology and statistics, I, I think thrown in there as well. But it really what, what comes together is a, a very important and impactful 
at least for, for me, um, way of thinking about the way people make decisions. And that includes understanding the way that we make our own decisions and the way that we impact our, I don't know, our, our happiness and success based on certain biases we have. And then also the way that the people with whom we're interacting are making decisions. Um, he, I guess the, the two core principles that I, I remember from the book, and, and I read, read this back in college and have, have touched it and picked it up a few times since then, but like, like I said, it, it's had a huge impact and it's something that I think back to all the time. But the two core principles I remember are, one, this division between what, he, what Daniel had called self one and self two. So this self one is kind of the, uh, the intuition or the knee jerk type reaction. Someone asks you what's two plus two, you think four, you don't have to think about it. Or any situation which we have some type of a, a natural reaction that's coming in place. The self two is in the more slow deliberate. So someone asks you what's 17 times 132. And most people aren't going to have that off the top of their head. They're going to have to think and go through some algorithm or systematic thinking to come to a solution. And th- those are just two obvious examples. It, it extends to much of the decisions or things that we do in life. And the interesting thing about understanding that is understanding when when it's pr- practical and appropriate for self one to jump into action and when it's better for self two. So there's incredible things that our mind and body can do for intuitively, like for example, p- playing a sport. If you were if you were to think about every every way your muscles moving when you're trying to hit a golf ball or do do anything athletic, um, it, it, there's no way you could succeed. It's just it's too tough of a cognitive task. That's where our self one takes over and does very well. On the other side, if we are allowing self one to jump into hand and letting um, intuitive decisions take place when they shouldn't, that's also a problem. So, for example. If we're making, like, I think prejudice is a a type of decision. So you see a a tall, good-looking person, you assume they are going to be a good fit for a job. Or uh, there's a a ton of examples of this. But basically just jumping to conclusions when we should be able to, should be taking the the time to to take a step back. And further that, so I mentioned there's, there's two key principles. So the other one is really understanding what these, the common biases or biases are. So anchoring framing, um, loss aversion. These are the types of things that if you have studied any, uh, statistics or behavioral or economics or psychology, very familiar, but, um, you can look on, I think Wikipedia, actually, if you search cognitive biases or they have a, a very comprehensive list that you you can look at and understand all of these, but basically the, the purpose of understanding these are trying to then going back to this self one and self two, being able to take a step back and detach and understand the situations in which you are most likely to be making a mistake and allowing your self one to jump to some intuitive decision when really you should be slowing down and, and letting yourself to come to a more uh, a more thoughtful, ra- rational type decision. So again, re- really interesting book. You, you can look up summaries online and get, and get some of it, but I, I highly recommend this is, uh, again, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman was the, the third book. So the fourth and the, the, the final book that I'll talk about for now is called This is Marketing by Seth Godin. And if you, uh, if you recognize the name at all, Seth Godin, you recognize he has, it's an incredible catalog of books that he's written. Um, ma- many of them are well worth your, your time, um, and uh, I've gotten a, t- a ton out of them. Plus, his blog, podcast, diff- different uh, content he creates just 
fascinating the way that he thinks about again kind of human behavior and then also the work we're trying to do as um, quote-unquote marketers in the world which i think it, the reason i bring up this is marketing is because i think it's, it's very well summarized in this book into a uh, kind of a I don't know, a couple hundred page um you, you can pretty quickly understand kind of seth's overall approach which i think is is well worthwhile um I'll take a, a couple of seconds here to try to, or more than a couple of seconds, but I'll take a little time here to understand or to explain how I understand his his approach. So, the first thing when you hear this is marketing, if you're not, if your title isn't marketing, you you might uh, initially be thrown off. Don't be. I mean, the, the first one of the first things he gets across with, I think, is uh, completely true. Is we're all marketers, whether you're trying to convince your kid or significant other to to try to do something whether you're just trying to have good relationships with the people around you um whether you're an engineer who's trying to get a, an idea across you're trying to pitch something to your management you're trying to explain something to a customer uh, kind of in, infinite examples in our life in which we are trying to trying to move or have an impact on people through our actions, which essentially is, is the way that I, I think of marketing. So that, that's the first thing is understanding that uh, regardless what your role is, there's benefit in understanding how, how marketing and how we can pers- uh, effectively persuade people. And then the from there, it's kind of he, he flips a lot of the old school, traditional um, advertisement marketing uh, approach on its head. So it's, it's understanding that... Uh, simply having a big billboard and catching people's attention with a a tv commercial or something that's um, out of that's crazy is is no longer really what successful marketing is it's building relationships it's permission-based marketing it's building products and services that um, overwhelm people and make them want to tell their friends and want them to like it's actually providing value to people so much that they want to continue to work to pay you and, and do work with you. And then also they want to recommend their friends and um, everyone they know because the service or the product that you're offering is so valuable that uh, that it's, it's, it's in their own interest or it actually it's good for the world. So very, like I said, not, not, not maybe the, the traditional way of, of thinking marketing, but it, I think it, it very much jives with the way I think about it and um, has had a an incredible impact on me. So again, I highly recommend Seth Godin's book, This is Marketing. So that wraps out four books that I wanted to, to highlight that uh, in my, for myself it had a significant impact. So um, just to quickly recap, it was one, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. There was two, um, So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport. Three, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. And four, This is Marketing by Seth Godin. Uh, I'd love to hear if you've if you if, uh, you've read those and have had some some thought. Um, please reach out to me at Twitter and LinkedIn. At Brandon Bartnick on both is, is kind of the best place. I'd love to have a conversation. Um, it would also be interesting. So I, I think part of the impact that books have on us is catching us at a certain time or a certain point in our life. And these four books I, I can remember kind of specifically have caught me at impactful times. So uh, it's also always curious to hear whether they have the same impact. I mean, you may you may pick up one or more of these and find nothing in it. Maybe 
maybe it's just not for you. Maybe it's uh, needs to be picked up at a different time. But but again, I'd be interested to to have a conversation to see if if these uh, if these books have had an impact on you or if you find them interesting. And then the other aspect is uh, if there's any that you you want to share. Again, please, I'd love to love to have a conversation on on either my Twitter or LinkedIn. Uh, just send me a direct message and I'd love to talk. So thanks for listening. The Future Mobility Podcast is brought to you by FEV. For more than 40 years, FEV has been a global leader in the development of mobility solutions for the transportation industry. With a team of experts passionate about innovation through the design, development, integration, and validation of turnkey vehicle and propulsion system technologies, FEV is your partner for the development of future mobility solutions. I'm your host, Brandon Bartnick. If you want to learn more or get in contact, share feedback or questions, the best place to find me is on LinkedIn at Brandon Bartnick. Thanks for listening.